If James Franklin says there's a quarterback battle, then there's a quarterback battle. We'll take his word for it. Let's pick every single winner of the head-to-head camp battles for spring practice, starting with the offense in a two-part series. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Nittany Lines your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Zach Seiko, your host of Locked on Nittany Lines, and I'm joined by, once again, WFAN producer Chris Hess. Chris, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. I always love coming on here, talking some Penn State. Yeah, and we're doing, uh, this is going to be part one of a two-part series as position camp battles. We'll go full offense in this first part. And then in the second part, uh, partially defense, because there's not as many question marks as far as starters. There's important ones. I want to say it's more about quality as opposed to quantity in the case of the offense. That's why the offense gets its own episode. But we're going to merge defense and special teams because there are a lot of question marks when it comes to kicking, punting, punt returner, uh, et cetera. Honestly, special teams might need its own episode. But I I think everybody, the, the position camp battle, because James Franklin has phrased it this way, Chris, that there is an open competition between Drew Aller and Bo Prabula. So we're going to start with quarterback. We're going to work our way through a tight end, wide receivers, uh, the right tackle, center spot on offense, and then, of course, defense and special teams in the second part. But quarterback here, it's an open competition, according to James Franklin. So he he fanned this flame. Now, now it's out in the open. He also added that Bo Prabula is going to ultimately get more reps at the end of spring practice when all is said and done, and everybody's going to get equal reps. Now that has to do with creating depth. They don't want Jackson Smollett to come into all of this unprepared. But do you think that Bo Prabula has a legitimate shot at being quarterback one uh, by the time they play West Virginia? I mean, increased reps for the twos and threes, that's huge. That is so huge, and I can't overstate that enough because how do you build depth? You get guys meaningful reps in meaningful spots. And in my opinion, I think Aller's going to be the starting quarterback. I think okay. that's, I think he's going to be the starter. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But with Prabula, he brings such an interesting skill set. He's such a dynamic athlete. That pays dividends later on, and then maybe – you hinted the idea of do you have special packages for him as well because you can't have a 2021 situation all over again. Yes, you're going to have two sophomores waiting in the waiting in the wings. Essentially, you're going to have Aller starting and then Prabula's redshirt freshman or what or sophomore, whatever his classification is. Aller goes down, you have Prabula game ready. Not like yeah. 2021 where you didn't know who your number two was and it was either Clifford or nobody. And in that case against Iowa, it was Taquan Roberson who was just straight up not ready for the moment. No. So you can't have that situation happen again. And like I said before, any reps you can get, your backup quarterback, hell, even your third string quarterback, that is so huge. How close do you think the competition is? I I think this is an open – this is kind of – obviously reminds me of the last time there was an open quarterback competition, which was 2016 with Trace McSorley and Tommy Stevens. Bo Prabula reminds me a lot of Tommy Stevens in the fact of he's just the better athlete. Tommy Stevens was more athletic than Trace McSorley. Both guys could run the football, as you saw, but 
because Stevens was bigger. Steve Stevens had uh, greater strides, you know, longer strides with his legs and his size, and he could bulldoze through people. Uh, Trace McSorley ultimately had that it factor, but the difference in that quarterback battle was the fact that Trace McSorley could read defenses and Tommy Stevens just wasn't at that same level. I, I think if both now, what I gathered was that Bo Prabula ultimately did rise up the depth chart. Now, I, I know he didn't come in any and see in any live action throughout the 2022 season. But from what I gathered in practice, he started to become silently the three that he and Christian Veyer were splitting third team reps. And that's ultimately why Christian Veyer had transferred because he just, he had lost his spot of the two. He was no longer, he was splitting the three and it made sense for him to find a new home. So Bo Prabula is, is he as good as advertised? Is this a close battle? Or again, I sit back and I say, Drew Aller's going to be the starter because Penn State made such a concerted effort to get him on the football field. No other program, I, I think, in history, maybe there's like a D2 or D3 program that had the guy waiting in the wings. But what other Power 5 conference team did you ever see take a freshman quarterback like this? Maybe Georgia with Justin Fields? Where they, but that was to keep him happy. Michigan with JJ McCarthy. Penn State wasn't trying to keep Drew Aller happy. They were trying to prepare him for what's ahead, life after Sean Clifford. I don't think Georgia was really in that case of playing Justin Fields to keep him around because he got such limited, limited game action that Kirby mm -hmm. Smart was riding with Jake Fromm through thick and thin. That regardless yep. of how Fromm was going to perform, he was no doubt going to be the guy. And Justin Fields was waiting in the wings. He had the short fuse and set him out. Forget it. And I think what this is real. Drew Aller is the now. Bo Prabula yeah. is the later. You have yeah. your short-term investment. You're throwing all of the eggs into the Drew Aller basket. And rightfully so. Highest rated quarterback they've gotten since Christian Hackenberg. And yeah. you're, you're hoping that he can get you over the hump. Do I think he has the ability to? Absolutely. Will it actually happen? We're going to find out starting on September 2nd if that happens. But I think Bo Prabula, as a long-term investment, keep him around. Because if Aller is as good as advertised, in all likelihood, Aller will play the two years and be gone to the NFL. In a perfect world, yeah. that's what happens. And Prabula is waiting in the wings. You're getting him in the game in those package situations, similar to a Tommy Stevens. But if Prabula, who's a fantastic athlete, performs really well, on top of that, you have a good problem to have. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm going to go with Drew Aller as the number one starter. Again, uh, not only the high school pedigree, but that doesn't matter anymore. Nobody cares what you did in high school the second you step onto college campus. Same thing with the NFL. Whatever you did in college, that's that's old news when you show up to camp uh, day one, when you show up to rookie camp. For Penn State, they would have made a strategic effort to have both Drew Aller and Bo Prabula get reps in 2022 had that been the case of, hey, Prabula is gaining some ground. And there's no doubt that he's gaining ground as far as respect goes, that they can trust him, that if Drew Aller, for whatever reason, cannot be on the football field as QB1, they believe that Bo Prabula can run the offense differently, but to the same effect. So I, I'm in the boat of I'm buying Drew Aller as the starter. I think it's all smoke and mirrors just to make sure that a fire is underneath of Drew Aller so he doesn't sit back and say, I'm QB1. I don't need to, you know, work as hard because then that creates a whole, a whole mess of problems, this, this entitlement. So 
I think it's all locker room talk and coach speak. And, but I do legitimately think that we are going to see Bo Prabula used as that lion once again and uh, call it, uh, you know, basically instead of Tommy Stevens, it is now Bo Prabula. 100%. I like what they've been able to do with quarterback competition. And I think James Franklin realized that after the whole Iowa debacle and Illinois debacle, we can't have this happen again. It never, it was never a problem. And I don't think it's something that really crossed the staff's mind in those first couple of years. Cause you didn't really, you didn't think about it as much. You knew it was a possibility, but it's like, all right, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. And then when it wasn't fine, it was catastrophic of epic proportions or a catastrophe of epic proportions. And you're like, okay, we can't have this happen again. Cause if it happens, that is completely on us. It is a locked on Nittany Lions. Let's take a quick time out. But after a word from our sponsor, we're going to talk about the pass catchers and then the offensive line, as this is camp battles for spring practices, where we think the Nittany Lions will ultimately have on the depth chart when all said and done. Today's episode is sponsored by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat. First bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drain. Plus, FanDuel lets you even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Anything spread, money line, total, points, rebounds, assists, and so many other exclusive bets like the two-by-three, two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat First bet up to $1,000 when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lions. My name is Zach Seiko. He is Chris Hess. And thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen and watch every single day. Make sure you check out Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, players, and coaches. That is Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton do an incredible job over there. It's March Madness. Madness is in full effect. Fairly Dickinson and and, uh, Princeton. I mean, my goodness. But, uh, Chris, you know... Penn State's offense uh, does have some question marks and particularly because they had to go into the transfer portal to get some additional help between Malik McLean and Dante Cephas, who's still not on campus yet, but uh, he's going to transfer in soon. So there's a lot of open spot. I think, I think wide receivers completely open Keandre Lambert Smith. I know he returns, but let's begin with the slot. Since Parker, why they didn't bring in necessarily a true slot receiver now, and that's why I say Keandre Lambert is safe in the fact that he's going to be a starter, but we don't know where he's going to be. The media said, "Well, let's move him to the Y, let's move him to the slot." Uh, I think he could still hypothetically start at the Z, but beginning with the slot position, I think that Liam Clifford has a really good shot at, at being the starting slot receiver. If people can believe that, I, I think that I've heard a lot of good things of just what he's done in the off season. He got additional reps down the stretch of the season. Like they couldn't keep him off the field. So I think we could see a scenario. This is just, how about we group them all together, right? I'm, I'm starting specifically with the slot, but I, I can see a starting group of Keandre Lambert Smith is the Z Dante Cephas is the X and Liam Clifford is the Y in the slot. What do you say? I'd say that's fair. I'd say that's a very fair assumption. Or if you're going to have Lambert Smith 
in the slot, Cephas in the X, and then Clifford mm-hmm. in the or is the, the Z, excuse me. Yeah, the W, X, and Z. Yeah. So you have Cephas in the X, maybe yeah. Harrison Wallace in the Z, and then mm-hmm. Lambert Smith in the slot, and you have Clifford right behind him. The good yeah. thing about the, this receiving group is they're all talented in their own way. It's just how are they going to fit into those pieces of the puzzle? You can interchange them. You can play them wherever. Guys are obviously better in certain spots. But this is a good problem to have because I think guys are there's going to be a lot of guys rotating in and out. And I think another sleeper, <clears throat> excuse me, in that room is Caden Saunders. Yeah. You got to find a spot for him because you can't teach that speed. His speed, you cannot teach. Like that's four, three burner track speed he has. And you got to keep him on the field in some capacity. But I don't know. It's just, it's a tough thing to pick out right now just because guys can be placed anywhere and find success. So, I mean, I think the three would probably be Liam Clifford, Keandre Lambert Smith, and Dante Cephas for now, but that's all a fluid situation. I, I could see a situation where it's Dante Cephas as the, that's why they brought him in and, and they were targeting him heavily. I think Malik McLean was insurance. What do you think about Malik McLean's chances uh, being a starter? Because he's six foot four. He's going, and, and honestly, you know, as fun as it is to say who's going to be the starter, who's going to win the camp battle, in reality, especially when it comes to wide receiver and defensive line, Penn State rotates guys in a lot. Okay. There's yes, there's going to be your starting three, the guys that you're going to have in crunch time. But at the end of the day, snap counts matter. And Malik McLean might not be the first guy on the field, but he very well could be the last. And he could see more reps at the end of the day, especially if Penn State frequently gets into the red zone, which I think they will with this offense. McLean's an intriguing and interesting player. He's got long arms, long legs, 6'4", big catch radius. And I caught a couple of his highlights when it was confirmed that he was transferring to Penn State, that a couple of his highlights got posted on Twitter. And those 50-50 balls inside the 20, that's all him. That's his bread and butter. He's not your prototypical downfield, okay, we need to take a shot here. That's likely your Cephas or your Lambert Smith if you need a 75-yard play and you want to score immediately. That's your guy. In anything less than 20 yards, McLean should be your guy just because he's so much bigger than everybody else. You get him matched up against a 5'11 or 6-foot corner, he jumps out of the stadium too. And any ball, just let him high point the ball. That's his big thing. Or if you need a back shoulder play on a third down, he's your guy. Let's move to the tight end. Uh, not necessarily Theo Johnson and Tyler Warren. I think they're going to be the starting tight ends. There's no doubt. But we know from James Franklin to open up spring practice that uh, there's some bumps and bruises, uh, it, it seems to be. So they were banged up. So now it makes sense why Khalil Dinkins, Jerry Cross, and others were winning consistently the work, the winner workout warrior from Ty Howell at the tight end position. So I Chris, I'm not looking for as much analysis here at the third string tight end spot, but do you think it's Khalil Dinkins? Do you think it's going to be Jerry Cross because he was a highly touted four star and he stuck around? I figured he was going to transfer and uh, be in the portal, but he stayed. And, and then you, because more importantly, you have these two incredible freshmen coming in and Joey Schlaffer and Andrew Raplia. So what say you at the third tight end spot? Personally, I feel like you can't go wrong with either one. I any really, <laughs> I, you know, any of them, it doesn't matter. Yep. I, I, 
this is the this is the position group that I am just not worried about whatsoever. You could heck, you could put Khalil Dinkins out there as your number one, for example, and there is no problem with that whatsoever. He's a great athlete. And then Jerry Cross, too, when he gets healthy, he's got a red shirt year under his belt, too, able to grow a little bit, put on a little bit of weight. It's all beneficial that the biggest concern for me is just keeping this tight end room healthy. Because when they're healthy, they're a top unit in the country. And if they're not, they're still really good, but there's concern. Just I'm not going to say who it is. You could go, you couldn't go wrong with either of the guys and Dinkins or any of the freshmen or Jerry Cross as your number three. Biggest thing is just keep them healthy. That's it. I'm going to roll with Khalil Dinkins just to be kind of, you know, direct with it. I, I like that Jerry Cross is still showing potential, but Khalil Dinkins to see him come in with that next group. Okay. After Theo Johnson, Tyler Warren, whenever those guys were off the field last year because of injuries in the 2022 regular season, Khalil Dinkins, I, I can't see him falling behind on the depth chart, especially as he saw significant reps from a reserve. You know, he wasn't a focal point getting him rotated into the offense. He was a reserve. The fact that he saw as many reps, I think, was it's definitely something that he's going to build upon. And for him to win, even with, with Johnson and Moore not available at winter workouts, he won. Boom, 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 back to back to back. So that, that's good news for the Nittany Lions as far as building depth. And then to see the positive reports that Jerry Cross is bigger, faster, stronger, more mentally tough, and it's not he's falling out of the program. He's he's there as well. He's competing. So it's just all good news all around and then highly tied recruits coming in. So I think the tight end room is one of the strongest for Penn State. Uh, but I, I, it is important if Johnson and Warren are not available to go in the regular season because they've had some injury problems. Who is that next man up? And I feel good about Khalil Dinkins and Jerry Cross uh, if they need to come in. It is Locked on Nittany Lions. Let's take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk the two position battles at center and right tackle. See if Drew Shelton can swing over now that Olu Fashion was back and take that job from Caden Wallace. It's Locked on Nittany Lions. Final segment of Locked on Nittany Lions. I'm Zach Seiko, joined by Chris Hess and Chris the, the center and the right tackle spots are up for grabs. Again, according to James Franklin, uh, even I, I don't even know that the guard positions are safe, but when you return starters, Landon Tangwall and, and Sal Wormley, they're not as up for grabs, if you will. I just like the guys that are behind them, be it J.B. Nelson or Vanga Yuane. I think Vanga Yuane eventually, <laughs> eventually is going to start to take into some snap counts. But we're, we're talking center and right tackle real quick as we finish up part one of a part two series of these spring camp battles. And center, well, let's, let's start there because they start with the football. They are always first to touch the football. I don't think Hunter Norris adds a lock to start at center. That's just my opinion. I think that Nick Dawkins is really good. He was injured last year, had to miss the remainder of the regular season. So that just, that paused his progress, but that's his position. I look at someone like Hunter Norzad who played tackle at Cornell for years, switched over to guard and then played a little bit of center in some garbage time and not even that many reps. It was always juice Scruggs and, and probably mainly because Nick Dawkins was hurt at that point in time, but Hunter Norzad was always a rotational guard. So I, I, he's the veteran. He's been doing this for six years. He's incredibly intelligent. That's what you want from your center. But because it's Nick Dawkins' natural position, and if he's written, now I'm banking on that he's recovered fully from this injury, whatever it is. I, I'm going to take that Nick Dawkins is going to be basically the 1A 
and that him and him and Norzad are going to rotate. That's my pick. That won't surprise me. I like both of them a lot. Dawkins has a lot of potential in him. Just yeah. he, the, the bugaboo is just stay healthy. He's got all the talent in the world. He's getting better when he's actually on the field and when he's healthy, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. If he could just get over that injury hump, potential is through the roof. And I like both of them a lot. Um, I think it's going to be Norzad to start just because he okay. is the veteran. He's the sixth year guy, but like a lot of things on the offensive line, they rotate in legs too. They keep that unit, the starting unit consistent, Sure. but they also get other guys behind them that get reps in there as well. Like Venga Ione in the second half of games, like the game wasn't even really out of reach yet, but he's getting meaningful reps at the guard position. Mm-hmm. And he might be my favorite offensive lineman on that team just yeah. because of the sheer athleticism, how big, how mean, how physical, and just how nasty the guy plays. Like if he's coming down the tracks at you, oh man. And he's yeah. pushing 350, maybe 360, but doesn't look the part. Yeah. Uh, and that's J- scary. James said 369. He said that uh, Vanga Yuane is going to be the best 369 pounds that you're ever going to see. So, and, oh and that was un- that was unprovoked. Nobody asked about Vanga. Everybody, J- James Franklin, just casually dropped that in there. So uh, that's that's saying something. Uh, and they said that Sal Wormley might get some reps at center as well. So the the fact that there's all these considerations and that they would entertain this just makes me wonder uh, about the center position as for it being as wide open as it is. And then. We'll finish this part one up with right tackle, and then defense is going to be in part two. So we'll talk about D-line, linebackers, secondary, and include special teams in that too. At right tackle, Drew Shelton's going to slide over from left tackle to right. He's going to be the backup left tackle, but when you have a top five NFL draft pick coming back, he's the starter. There's no question about it. He's healthy, according to James Franklin, but Caden Wallace's position Feels like it's never been safe since he's been the starter the past three seasons. This is going into his third season as the starter, uh, and it's still not safe. They were looking in the transfer portal. I, I, it just it makes you wonder again. Why are they entertaining this? So is Drew Shelton a dark horse candidate to start at right tackle? Absolutely. Okay. And it's it's crazy to think that when Fashionu went down last year, Drew Shelton came on the field. And quite honestly, played very I well. didn't see I didn't see much of a drop off. No. I did not see much of a drop off. I've been very critical of this offensive line, as you know, and as a lot of other Penn State fans though, they have a right to be critical with the offensive line. But in the second half of the season, when Drew Shelton slid over to left tackle, I was beyond impressed with how Drew Shelton conducted himself, played, and just looked so comfortable as a true freshman playing in the Big Ten. Granted, the opponents in the second half of the season weren't the best, but he's playing Big Ten football as a freshman and maybe allowed one sack the remainder of the season, Mm -hmm. was great down the stretch, and helped spring Singleton's touchdown run in the Rose Bowl. It started with him. And you can't – he's almost 300 pounds, might be north of that, but he's float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. He's so light on his feet. He gets up to the second level nicely. His punch is – explosive and again when the train's rolling down the tracks get out of the way because he'll take on two guys at once and bulldoze both of them you can't teach that i can't help but buy into that as well i want to say caden wallace because fifth season it's his third year being a starter he is athletic he actually had quietly a really good rose bowl game as well he did uh but 
the fact that Drew Shelton, they could have brought Olu Fashionu back. I, I think Olu Fashionu wasn't 100%, but they felt comfortable enough with Drew Shelton, the true freshman, to start the remainder of the season. And that's a testament to Shelton. So I think that's going to carry over now. He does that left and right tackle are very different. So he's going to have a little bit of a learning curve, but I feel like they've kind of been progressively working on this. So, oh man, I, I am going to buy into Drew Shelton being the 1A right tackle and Caden Wallace being the 1B. And then just kind of their day one, you're not really going to have a, a true starter. You're going to see them both. And then I, I think through non-conference play, when we when you get to Big Ten play, you'll figure out who's going to be the starter. But those first four games, I don't think we'll know until week four or five if it's Wallace or if it's Shelton, that's how close it is, but I'll go Shelton. I'll go Shelton as well. It's going to be a fun battle because those two guys compete, 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 compete. And they're both great players, but I don't know. Let's settle it on the field. That's going to conclude part one of spring camp battles for the Penn state football team. Again, he's Chris Hess. I'm Zach Seiko. Chris, where can people keep up with uh, your work? And we're going to have you back here for the defensive preview as well. So you can follow me on Twitter at ChrisHess22. And if you want to stay up to date with my personal life, because personally, I think I do fun stuff. My Instagram is at Christopher underscore Hess22. All right, Chris, thanks for again for the time as always. And thanks again for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen and watch. Make sure you check out Locked On College Basketball with Isaac Shade and Andy Patton, everything you need to know about college basketball with March Madness. You can check that out on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Chris, I'm looking forward to the defensive camp battles as well. Everyone be on the lookout for that. And Chris, again, I always appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. And uh, let's have a good time doing part two.